Welcome back to Made in Hong Kong Pod. This is episode twenty-two. Yes. Um, and we have a guest here today. Um, her name is Joanne, and yeah, it'll be an At exciting Mom episode. Whack. I'm super excited. <laughs> At Mom Wack. <laughs> Mom Wack. <laughs> um, it's it's actually Joan, but everyone calls me Joanne or John. So it's all oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Correct Joan. me. Joan. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we've been calling you Joanne for like the past it's few okay. weeks. I don't usually even correct people. Like the nail lady at the salon next door to us is like calling me John for like 10 years. So I'm like, oh. yeah, it's me, John. <laughs> John? <laughs> Love that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, so we usually do like a little check-in before every episode just to see how everyone is doing. Um so, do you want to go first, Joan? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, but like, how am I doing today? <laughs> just, in oh, general, just in general, or today? General, yeah. good. I mean, um, been really busy with work. We're like launching our new website, and um, just busy with Liam, my son, and just lots of daily things going on. Just like seeing family or friends and cooking lots of good food and <laughs> yes playing with my crypto <laughs> oh nice it's been a good week so oh busy. okay i'm glad what is your favorite thing to cook um usually it's asian food that's like the default i don't know i don't really know how to cook <laughs> yeah i just like always add cheese and i'm like okay i think that's good <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes i feel that how about you summer i'm doing good um i took a nap today so i feel really good right now and um just in general i've been really busy yeah just with work but um one website project that i was working on is almost done so I'm really excited about that. Yay! Yeah. Wow. You're doing so much, Summer. <laughs> I'm glad you took a nap. <laughs> Thanks. How about you, Crystal? I've been good. Um, Today has been kind of chill. I, like, slept so late last night. I slept at 3. Um, because, like, I'm the kind of person who, like, just needs a lot of alone time. So then I just, like, stay up super late to recharge, and it's not healthy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I stay up late. I'm watching this new show. It's, like, a kid's um, animated show, I think. It's called She-Ra, and it's, like, it's actually Netflix, really good. Right? It's on Netflix, and it, like, touches upon a lot of friendship themes. Oh. And it's just, like, cool fight scenes. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> um, so I've been, I was watching that till 3 a.m. last night. <laughs> but I've been good in general. I just ran errands today. I got boba well there's no oh, boba nice. but i got the tea and yeah and we're here hey yay but <laughs> everyone is doing well yeah yes okay so before we get into like the juicy stuff we also do like a this or that game thingy before we start our episode so this week this or that is xiaolongbao versus paw sticker Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only choose one. I know you it's a me tough a choice. <laughs> uh, me first? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. XLB all the way. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. 
for me, I feel like okay. So because I'm a vegetarian, and I feel like vegetarian pasticker is a lot more common than vegetarian shaolong. But I've actually never had vegetarian shaolong. But I feel like it's no. possible to make. Like I think it's doable, but I just never tried it. So I'm gonna pick pasticker. Hmm. Yeah, I think I am gonna pick xiaolongbao too because I don't know. I always just go for that versus like yeah. pot sticker. Have you ever tried like the ones that you drink with the straw? Like you drink the soup with the straw? No, no, never. But I've always wanted. I've seen to. them. Yeah, yeah, the huge yeah. ones. Yeah, and then like it burns your tongue. Actually, mm. it's kind of good though. <laughs> okay, I'm done. What were you gonna say? Oh. Yes, I was gonna say that I used to eat it deconstructed, xiaolongbao, because I don't know why I just like would drink all the soup, and then I would and then I would eat it. But it was always like a fun challenge, like for me and my friends to like use chopsticks to get it, but then like try not to break it. Like I feel like every time I eat it, we just try to like compete and see who will break it first. <laughs> I think everyone eats it that way. I don't know anyone that does it. <laughs> Oh, like, like drink the soup part. first. Yeah, drink it. Otherwise, if you bite down on it, you like end up scalding the person next to you. <laughs> mm, true, true. I just like shove it all in now, <laughs> <laughs> um, to avoid like the spillage. But yes, okay. So I guess this is where Joan can introduce herself. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Joan. I'm the mom of a three and a half year old boy named Liam. Uh, my husband and I went through this crazy journey with um, trying to get pregnant through IVF and then having a super preemie, preemie baby that was in the hospital for seven months. And just navigating that and documenting our journey, we um, kind of grew this following on IG and were able to connect with so many other people, not just moms, but uh, mainly preemie preemie moms um and it's just been crazy like how many friendships and relationships we've made over the last like four years of this journey and it's brought on a lot of opportunities like you know what we're doing now with this podcast um and just like a lot of other doors have opened up for us just to use instagram as a platform to i guess share our journey and just talk about infertility and just um prematurity and babies and how to get through all that <laughs> yeah so here i am now just chatting with you guys about asian parenting and i think that's so funny because my parents are upstairs being like the opposite <laughs> they're they're taking care of uh, my son right now but they're being like the opposite of what they were like when they were parenting me when i was his age <laughs> everything is Aww. switched like 180 <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, yeah yeah and so we can also talk about like how we met John so oh, it yeah. was I know okay I so <laughs> we met John from like a TikTok that she made and in that TikTok her son Liam was like pushing this really cute like dim sum cart toy yeah, and it was like the cutest thing ever. I think the TikTok was titled like "When What When You Miss 
dim sum too yeah. much or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then your son was just so cute. And then grandpa showed up to like <laughs> play with him. It was so yeah. cute. Show him how it's done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we shared it, and then I think we tagged you, and then that's how we first connected. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Social media. I know. Oh, I just never thought yeah. that I would have gone, like, semi-viral, but <laughs> my, my my cousin was like, hey, you're on, like, subtle Asian traits. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, yes. Yeah, you're, like, oh, famous. <laughs> mm-hmm. It deserves all the likes and all the shares. People love wholesome content these days. There's not much of it out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Yeah, so that's how we found Joan. So, yeah, I guess we can jump right into our discussion. So, I guess first we can just start off. Maybe um, you can talk a little bit about, like, your background and, like, um, where you are now and, like, your parents' background. Yeah. Um, so I'm born and raised in Canada. My parents are, my dad's from Shanghai. My mom is from Hong Kong. And they met in Hong Kong, got married, went to England, had a, had my oldest brother. And then they moved over here to start a restaurant with the rest of like my relatives. And then that's when oh. my brother, my other brother and I was born. So yeah, that's pretty much how we ended up in Vancouver. Just the wild dream that my grandpa had about starting a Shanghainese restaurant here. And um, we were like the first Shanghainese restaurant in Vancouver. So I oh, grew wow. up. Yeah, I grew up eating a lot of Shaolin Pao. <laughs> it's, <funny laughs> it's funny how you guys picked that for the this or that topic. So I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> um but yeah, um, that's pretty much our my background. Mm-hmm. Do you know why they chose Canada um, versus like staying in the UK? Um. Well, I think like my my grandpa just didn't really like England that much, and he wanted to see what the opportunities were in Canada. And he probably mm-hmm. had more friends over here, so <laughs> that was his mm-hmm. like deciding factor because he's like very social. So, oh. And, he liked being like the big boss around town and stuff and show off. <laughs> I got a restaurant, come eat. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool that it was the first um, Chinese restaurant. Yeah, or like Shanghainese, uh, more oh, like Shanghainese modern. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, back then in the late seventies, is like not many options. As you know, it's probably the same in in the states as well. It's not many options for like really good mm-hmm. authentic Chinese restaurants. It's not like your typical like mall Panda Express. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's like so many. Yeah. So since we're talking about like Asian parenting, um, can you also like tell us a little bit about like your relationship and your partner how y'all met and stuff oh okay I'll, <laughs> I'll try to keep this short but like basically my husband Chris he um he's very like he's very like westernized because his parents were born here so they're like uh they're like me like very banana and um 
didn't really speak Chinese all that much. So he's even more like whitewashed. <laughs> um, it wasn't until he met me that like he kind of started being more, you know, Chinese, what have you. Mm. And uh, we met when we were like 18, 19? No, 19, oh. yeah. So it was like a long oh time ago. I'm, I'm 37, guys. I'm so old. I'm old as old. <laughs> <laughs> so we met, we dated for like, five years got married and then like 10 years later uh Liam came along so yeah we had a lot of time to ourselves to enjoy and travel and just you know um have fun so it was really nice we didn't have to like become like young parents right away or anything we got a lot of time to just mm-hmm. enjoy each other's company and get to know each other mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's so beautiful yeah I know I love that 18 oh my gosh um <laughs> do you guys meet in college uh no we met on like the social um social network called Friendster you guys have you heard of it it's like before your no. time probably it's like <laughs> no. prior to this is like pre-Facebook days like you know it, it's like not a very good platform but you meet like friends through <laughs> your web your web of friends like you see how you're all like kind of interconnected oh. so I had a bunch of like, oh. um, like mutual friends and so I messaged him and then we just kind of chatted on MSN for a while and then MSN. MSN. I know, right? I'm like dating myself. And <laughs> we just like met up one day after I was done school and I was like, hey, you want to hang out? And he's like, sure. I'm like, yeah, let's go to the mall and get your ears pierced. And then that's like how we started becoming friends. And then we started dating like four months later. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, wow. yeah, something's missing. Oh. Yeah, you look too wholesome. Let's go get an ear piercing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh, gosh that's so funny. <laughs> too much of a good Chinese boy. Yeah, he's <laughs> <too> goody goody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious to know, like, if you like learned Chinese growing up, um, in Canada, or like, did your parents put you through like Chinese school, or like, oh how gosh. I don't know what my parents were thinking. I think they just wanted to torture me as much as they could because they put me in Chinese school like way too late. I think I was like 11 or 12. And then my all my classmates were like in kindergarten. And I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and they're like all acing their tests. And I'm like failing them. I'm like trying to copy off this five-year-old next to me. <laughs> it was pretty sad. It was very pathetic. And I was like, I hate this. Oh Take me out. I'd like skip Chinese school all the time and go get boba. So, yeah, it was not good. I did not have a good experience growing up learning Chinese. But um, the running joke in my family is that I was the only one that was in ESL. <laughs> so I was like, go figure. You guys know what ESL. Do you guys have ESL there? It's like, it's English no. as your second language. It's like, basically, if you go to a grade school or kindergarten and like you don't speak English, like English is not your first language, they stick you in like these classes called ESL where... Oh, they'll take you out of your like regular class, like maybe once a day for half an hour. And then they like work on your English skills and you get to oh. have like extra attention, extra support to help you learn English because it's not your like native tongue. So um, my brothers are always like, oh, you're so stupid. Like you're born in Canada and you got stuck in that immigrant class. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we do have that here too. I think we do because Summer and I didn't like go to 
yeah we didn't go to school here so i'm not sure um mm-hmm. we probably do though yeah i think i do but, i feel like some of my high school yeah friends. esl is like i, I don't know mm-hmm. i didn't even think about that i guess it's like more canadian <laughs> yeah well so so did you speak Canton or Mandarin Cantonese at home with your uh, Cantonese. Like I, I only spoke Cantonese like pretty much all throughout my childhood. Like my mom doesn't even speak English. She's been here for like thirty, I don't know, almost like forty something years, and she doesn't really mm-hmm. English. And, uh, so I just yeah. always spoke Chinese to them, and just over the years, my Chinese has deteriorated. But <laughs> I can still, I can still make do. Mm-hmm. That is so real. I feel that. I've been here like seven years and my Chinese has deteriorated I know. so much. I know, I know. Yeah. So bad. The only time I really like speak Cantonese is when I call my parents and that's like twice a week and it's like an hour. <laughs> Not enough exposure. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. But so like growing up, do you feel like you're in touch with your culture other than like the language part do you get exposed to other Chinese culture I felt yeah I felt like we were pretty in touch with our culture and like even in school they'd have like celebrate Chinese New Year's like early on in elementary school I think I was like part of the lion dance like presentation one time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no I I felt like pretty in touch with my culture definitely um yeah it's just I didn't really go to daycare or preschool it's just like grandparents daycare at home so it was like only spoke Chinese I didn't really have that much exposure to like the western world or like play dates or anything like that mm-hmm. was the area that you grew up in um majority like Asian lots yeah and also because uh everyone was kind of coming here before 97 um because they were Mm kind of you know worried and everyone came over to Vancouver it seemed like because it's closer than going to Toronto (laughs) and then they Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. settled here bought homes and like all the kids just like settled here and ended up staying here even after 97 to finish up their schooling so yeah it was like Mm -hmm. our area like it I don't know if you've heard of Richmond, but it's right beside Vancouver, and they they pretty much say it's like mini Hong Kong, where it's like all the oh, store signs. Yeah, oh. every business sign is like in Chinese characters, and like even mm. my sister-in-law, she's from Hong Kong, and she came here, and she was like, "Whoa, this is Canada. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Hong Kong. This is like very dead." <laughs> oh just dead hong kong oh my gosh that's so nice though it's not as crowded right obviously as hong kong is not as like lively and you know booming but uh there's just like a ton of chinese signs everywhere oh i love that though because like summer and i went to school like in like west la and so it was like a very white area and the closest asian food that we got was like like good chinese food was like 30 minutes away drive and yeah yeah it, it just felt so foreign yeah. and now I'm in like the 626 area I don't know if you know where that is it's like the Chinese area the Chinese oh, okay. area so everywhere I go I just see like Chinese words and like people speak to me in Chinese and I'm like this feels so good <laughs> <laughs> 
I needed I this. So, com- so comforting <laughs> in a weird mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, you talk about how, like, you feel in touch with your culture because you also practice a lot of the, like, celebrate a lot of, like, the um, festivals and stuff. And now that you have your own kid, um, how do you pass on or do you pass on these family traditions, heritage, and values onto your son? Yeah, it's funny, like, you ask because, you know, I feel like I'm just winging it. I'm just like, every time something comes up, I'm asking my parents a lot of questions because like, I'm questioning things like, oh, how can we celebrate this? And like, why do we eat this during this time? And when is, when do we get to eat jong again? <laughs> or when is like, buy you Right? And so it's all this kind of stuff where I never really paid attention before. And I was just like, okay, I would just see things randomly around the house and be like, oh, it's around that time again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And now I'm just finding, you know, I want to, you know, just be more in touch with it. And even like this year, we uh, we were rapping Jong with my mom because I was like, oh. you need to teach me this before you pass away. So, oh. I'm like, you need to pass on these traditions because I don't know how to make this. So it was kind of fun. I like invited a few friends over and, you know, like Liam loved eating it. So it's just something oh. I do want to keep doing um for as mom as long as my mom is willing to anyways because uh, my parents are getting older but she was you know game for it this year and so me invited a few people over kept it COVID friendly and uh it was, it was fun it was just like a jong wrapping party <laughs> that's so wholesome I, I know so I want to do more of that I kind of that. stuff yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna make mooncake next? I think a bit autumn moon mess of yeah, I would thing. love to, but our whole coming up. <laughs> we're like trying to stay away from sugar. Like, oh, babies. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. That is so good. True. Yeah, Chinese food is so like so good, but so oily and like so much sugar. I know. That's so important though, because I feel like there's so many things that I forget about. Like, just, like, living not with my parents. And, like, it's, like, some sort, some festival. My mom was, like, happy this festival. And I'm, like, what? Is that, is yeah. that day already? Yeah. yeah. I still have some jong, like, sitting in my fridge. Really? <laughs> oh, yet. my God. Yeah, I know. It goes in, the, like, the freezer. So, okay, so I think freezer it should is be okay. fine. <laughs> freezer yeah, is okay, because, like fridge is questionable. <laughs> yes, freezer. And I don't know, like, who around me, like, eats it. And it's so thick. And I'm like, I can't eat this all on my own. But yes, anyways. Um, so it was funny that you were talking about like how your parents par- uh, like kind of take care of your son so differently than how they took care of you growing up. Um, were they like tiger parents or like? I, I think like in the beginning, yeah, very much so. They let They let go a bit like, you know, during high school but I think it was more so because they were so busy with the the business that they didn't have like the Mm -hmm. energy or time to like really um you know just make sure we're you know doing what we're supposed to but yeah I was just like actually I, I just posted um yesterday about like how my dad uh used to just just like shoot me down on like certain western traditions like you know tooth fairy like santa claus all those things that we learn about in school 
and I'd be like, oh, I lost the tooth, you know, like, do I get, do I get like money if I put it underneath my pillow? And my dad was like, uh, you're lucky if I don't like knock out all your teeth for asking for money. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, oh. You know, you like think about it now, you're like, whoa, that's so savage. Like, <laughs> you, wouldn't have been, you wouldn't be able to get away with saying that to your kid nowadays. They'd probably mm-hmm. call like social services on you. And then I remember like, because my dad is like a heart, he's like a chef, right? Like major chuvamo, and he's like, "Oh, if you paint your nails, um, you're not allowed to paint your nails. If you do, and I catch you, I'll chop off every finger that has nail polish." <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my whoa. god! <laughs> yeah, oh my like this is like my generation is like I'm like a bit older than you guys, but like this is the kind of stuff that my parents would say, and I was just like, "What?" It just seems so normal. I'm just like, "Okay, I'm not gonna paint my nails." But now thinking like, back, yeah. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, dad, do you know we're saying these things? And he's like, oh, I was just joking. And I'm like, uh, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. My, my parents, I think they forget. They probably forget like that they were like that strict. And I, I always bring up things to like, you know, just troll them and they'd be like, oh, no, like we were just, we were just like tired and you know, we didn't, we didn't want to deal with it. So that was our reaction. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do you say like, their approach is different when it comes to like your son? Oh, like they cater to him so much. Like before we wouldn't be we wouldn't get away with anything, like not one thing. And now it's like, he's like, my son, this like little tiny 20 pound three and a half year old is like bossing them around and like oh my god (laughs) yeah my mom like follows him with a washcloth everywhere and like wipes his face every two seconds oh my god that's like like, my grandparents (laughs) yeah it's like she's like helicopter grandma it's pretty funny oh yeah very very loving I've never seen that side of my parents it's almost like therapy for me because I'm like oh that's so nice like you weren't like that for me, but it's okay. I like see it now, like <laughs> you know, like you're doing it now, but for my son, and it's like very therapeutic to see. Oh yeah, yeah. Times have definitely changed in terms of how you parent, like what's acceptable, I guess. Um, in terms yeah. of parenting, I think that's so interesting too because, like, I don't know if it's an Asian thing, but then I feel like the grandma or like. The grandparents are always the ones who spoil their granddaughter or grandson. Like when I yeah. was a kid, like my parents are pretty strict on me. But whenever like my grandparents are there, like my grandparents will like help me to like talk them out of it. Like really, like don't 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 like yell at her and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's so interesting. But then like I've yeah. heard so many stories like from my parents that when they grew up. Like, my grandparents were really strict on them, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. I think it's just, not even Asian parents, it's like, or grandparents, it's like all grandparents, like, they just yeah. become these soft, mushy people when they have <laughs> grandchildren. It's like, who are you? Where did you come from? And where were you when I was five years old? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. They, like, because one of my uncles, he my cousin 
both of his kids had kids so he's a grandparent um and like all of his like what he's whatsapp and wechat all of his like profile pictures are just like all pictures of his grandkids like his home screen wallpaper is his grandkids (laughs) and it's just so funny to see that because like growing up like even him as an uncle like I just never saw that side of him and now he's all like this mushy mushy pile of of man yes (laughs) and it's so cute I know it's it's super super cute to witness so I'm also curious um what is your approach to parenting I find that we're like in the middle we're not like tiger parents but we're not like completely western parents too because I feel like tiger parenting is like all discipline no love and then western is like barely any discipline but lots of love and I'm like I see like pros and cons for each and I like for my husband he was raised like very western like you tell your parents everything and you don't get grounded I'm like wow what a concept (laughs) and then there's hide everything everything you can from your parents and they don't they can't read English so never show them a report card if you can (laughs) so that was how I was raised like just you know very independent and like kept everything from my parents I was the one that they had to come to for help because they immigrated here so that we could speak the English so we could help them (laughs) and then for um you know, my husband, it was like the other way around. It's like, you know, you look to your parents for help because they can speak the language and they're educated. They went to, you know, high school, university here. So it's just, I I see like the pros and cons of both sides of parenting. And I like, I love how like my husband turned out and I'm like, okay, we can just like do exactly what your parents did, even though they're not perfect. Like, I'm good with that. Like, I want Liam to end up like you not like me (laughs) you know because like my parents are never really around my my brother is like raised me because it's like typical immigrant family like Mm, you come here mm -hmm. you just work you work like 365 days of the year and you don't go to any parent teacher meetings that's like how Mm -hmm. I grew up Mm -hmm. but my husband grew up like his parents were so involved with school like the mom would go along with like them on field trips and I'm like wow it's so nice and then you turned out so nice too <laughs> so I was like I want to I want to do both so I do want to like um preserve our culture and like I want to cook lots lots of like food that's like the theme of our family we just we start like everything surrounds like us with pretty much food is how we you know kind of bond or you know anytime we get together we just eat or you know make delicious things um but uh, I just I wanted to have that relationship with Liam where he can like tell me anything and like not be scared that he's in trouble you know Mm -hmm. like hey if you're gonna if you're gonna drink you better drink at my house (laughs) like oh yeah where it's like you know like you can do things but like let me know don't hide it and like do it in a safe environment so Mm -hmm. you know that was like that's kind of cool because I really um admire that about like my in-laws and how their house was always the house where like you would go to to hang out with your friends whereas like my parents would be like 
don't invite anyone over. <laughs> They're gonna steal mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that, yeah. That's right? so relatable. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so yeah. true. Like, my parents are like, no, no, don't, don't invite any friends. You're gonna, like, not, you know, mix, mess things up or, like, steal something or, like, wear their shoes in the house. But, like, my in-laws yeah. are, like, super not like that. They're very, like, inviting and welcoming. And I'm like, yeah, I like that part of, like, the Western upbringing. Like, very homey and, like, inviting and loving. Mm-hmm. But it's good to have, like, discipline, too. So it, It's so true. And I was wondering, because, like, for me, like, growing up, I was like you, too. Like, I couldn't really tell my parents anything. Like, I would just, like, hide it and like hold it all to myself because I didn't want them to know um did you have like a moment or like at what point did your relationship with your parents shift because I think it wasn't until college till I was able to like be super open with my mom and now like I tell her most things but yeah I was just curious if like you had that I think like yeah when I graduated from high school I moved to Japan for a year to teach English and that was like my first experience of like on my own completely independent (laughs) from my family and um yeah and before like I had a very strained relationship with my parents because I was like very rebellious as a teen and um I think they were just so traumatized by those teen years that um they were like a little bit relieved that I was like out of the house so they can take a break (laughs) but Mm. I during that year like you know be like calling my parents every day and like I never did that at home because you know you just kind of take them for granted um and like my mom and I used to always butt head but my dad said like one time she was vacuuming and like she picked up one of my like long hair and she was like crying so I was like oh wow like that's so sad but also very like very touching and heartfelt like I felt so loved hearing that so it's just, I think that was like the beginning of um, our like reconciliation period where I was just like, hey, my parents aren't my enemies. Like they're actually okay. <laughs> it's just, they have to be that mm-hmm. way while I was growing up because I was such a little wild child. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Crystal? Did you have a point where, when? yeah, you start to open up with your parents? Yeah, I think it was just like when I was in college and I I think because like my mom would be in the U.S. sometimes and she would be back in Hong Kong sometimes. So whenever she was here and like be, being so busy in college, like I just really missed like her presence. So like I was very open with her in college and started to like tell her more things about my personal life. And I think now more so I'm even closer with her because like we're so far apart and I think there are more things that I can start to tell her or like challenge her on like her beliefs um and stuff and and not feel like I have to be pressured to please them all the time because I'm not perfect and so I think like recognizing that helped me just be more open and honest to her yeah it's interesting because like my relationship with my dad is still like we don't he's he he doesn't come to the U.S. Um, He just really stays in Hong Kong because he's like very comfortable there. And I still don't really talk to him that much, to be honest, because I don't really have the chance to like I don't talk to him like one on one. Usually whenever I talk to him, like my mom is there and we're all FaceTiming. So, yeah, I just feel like I don't really talk to my dad about much. And I think 
that distance is still there from before but it's not like like I'm okay with it like I know we care about each other and we still don't like say I love you (laughs) or like we don't hug um but yeah you can feel like you know you know that you care about each other so much um which is just funny because my relationship with my mom got so close but then my dad is is still the same um and it was always like that I feel like my relationship with my dad so yeah how about you summer me I feel like yeah now reflecting on it I feel like my situation is kind of similar to yours too so when I first moved here um my mom was the one who stayed here longer with me. I think she stayed for like half a year and my dad like left and went back to Hong Kong after like a month, two months. Um, so like during that period when my mom is here in the US with me, um, I'm a lot closer to her. I think I told her more things, but still like there are certain things that I don't tell my parents, like my relationships. They usually just find find out. But I think right now, like, because I live with my parents, I think I'm close with them in a sense that, like, we're just with each other every day and we see each other every day. And as y'all know, like, I'm very, like, playful with my parents. So I think I'm close with them in that way. But still, there's still a lot of things that I don't really tell them. Like, I was just thinking about it. They actually don't know I have this podcast. (laughs) I don't know if you told your parents. Crystal, you did, right? Oh, actually, I mentioned it and they were like, oh, don't say anything controversial or <laughs> else, you know, the government will find out. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't want them to listen to it. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Me too. So I did not tell them about this. Like, I just told them, oh, I'm mm. having a meeting tonight. <laughs> it kind of yeah. is. You're not lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. my relationship with my parents hmm yeah also I'm curious um Joan like what things would you say that like your parents did um and the way they parented you that you will be and will not be passing on like with your own parenting hmm. I think things I will be passing on like one thing I really I don't know appreciated was them reminding me to like and like always acknowledge people <laughs> like when you oh, meet someone me too. you know like yeah. Like, yeah yeah now being a mom I'm always around the kids and like you go to people's houses or people come to your house and the kids just kind of like walk by you yeah you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like like a way to show respect and that's something I want to like teach me and then um pass down and something I'm like, even, yeah. So I was gonna say I didn't even like realize it's so internalized. Yeah, yeah, but it's like something that not everyone does. Like especially kids nowadays are so like yeah, focus on other things, not like mm-hmm. acknowledging your elders or whatever. So there's that, and then also making my bed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> my parents were like really big on that. Making your bed, wearing slippers after you shower. I think oh, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. cleanliness things and then manners. So I mm. like that. Things I won't be passing down, maybe like, <laughs> like probably the threats and like the beatings. 
so we had like I actually got the least I was the youngest but my brother is like they knocked all the feathers off the feather duster <laughs> and then I got it easy so like oh my I god barely, I barely got spanked it was like usually on the hand or something like you know so mm-hmm. just like that and like just um yeah a lot of like fear tactic parenting you know it's just or like I remember my mom would always be like, oh, go to school or else they end up like that person. And she's like pointing at someone homeless on the street. It's like, oh my gosh, mom. It's like so bad. Comparison too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of comparison with like, oh, whoever's kid is like this and that. Why can't you be like that? It's like very typical Asian parenting style. So they don't even like, they don't even notice it. It's just what's been passed down from them like how their parents treated them so that's all they know mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. yeah there's more effective but, ways to you know send a message to your kid versus doing it that way <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true but I guess what roles do you and your husband play separately to when it comes to parenting um, we're pretty like I would say pretty equal. It's never like good cop, bad cop, but we're always on the mm. same page. We never like we never disagree in terms of parenting in front of Liam. Even if we do disagree, then we wait and like bite our tongue and like we'll talk about it later when he's like asleep or something. So like, mm. oh, you know, like what happened today? Like, you like maybe next time we could do it this way because I felt like a little uncomfortable with that or whatever. Or, like, mm-hmm. try to explain to him, like, um, when he does that for me, too, like, kind of explain to each other, like, oh, he did this because of that. And maybe you don't know it because you don't usually see it, and I do. So just kind of, like, just having a dialogue about things and being open to each other about how we feel we should parent, but not doing it in front of our child where they're like oh this is actually like dividing mom and dad like this is my way to get in there and like manipulate them later on so that's like one thing I'm really like cognizant of and then I guess we just we don't usually fight to be honest so um I guess if we were to fight or like raise our voice at each other um later on I think it's important to just explain to Liam like why why that happened like why did we raise our voice why was mom or dad upset and explain to him because like growing up like I don't know if you guys ever experienced watching your parents fight but it's like Asian parents don't care they just like they just give her and they don't care who's around they'll just like hash it out and then they don't explain anything and it just gets like swept under the rug and you know you just Mm -hmm. like have this bit of anxiety or an uneasiness as a child like oh my gosh is everything okay are my parents gonna get a divorce and like you know I never want like your child to feel that way so I think it's really important that it's okay to to show that yeah there's going to be conflict but like how do you resolve it and just explain to them that like mommy and daddy like love each other very much but sometimes there will be disagreements and um, that's mm-hmm. okay and you mm-hmm. know if you have any questions like you can ask us but you know this is just that's just real life you know you're gonna have conflict you'll have disagreements yeah that's so important because like kids definitely can tell like 
when something's off and they can observe and like if they feel like they can't ask you anything they just kind of internalize it and like think it's okay yeah it's really good that you also kind of talk to them about it afterwards yeah I think it's super important because like I've been in situations where like parents are just yelling I'm, I'm like what is happening like I know it's really scary as a child it's confusing yeah yeah I remember seeing the, that a few times like as a child and I'm like what the heck is going on like mm-hmm. you know it's like really scary and um I feel like a lot of times it really just comes down to like putting yourself in your child's shoes like what would you not want to see yeah exactly so for our like last two questions um for this episode so the first one I have for you is what are some hopes and dreams for your family um my hopes and dreams for my family like uh, we only have Liam right now and because of like the complicated journey um I don't know if I'll have any more children myself personally but I would love to you know, still grow my family in other ways, whether through surrogacy or maybe even adoption in the future. Mm. I like, I'm, I'm like definitely happy with one child, but I just feel like there may be children out there that need a home or, you know, I just feel like, you know, we're just like a very lively bunch. We like to be loud and like, mm-hmm. you know, just be social and around people and do fun things. So it'd be, I think it'd be really fun to just grow up with um, more kids in the house and just more noise. (laughs) We're not afraid. We're definitely not afraid of noise here. So that's like my hopes and dreams and just to, I don't know, I guess to have a safe place, like kind of what I was talking about earlier about parenting styles and just have a place where people like to gather, like whether it be like my, my child's future friends and you know, just our friends and family members, just having a place where we can all get together and, like, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, community and, like, family is so important, especially, like, being from a different place. So I definitely feel that. And, like, the laughter. I don't know what the term is in Chinese, but, like, the the aura <laughs> of, like, yeah, so yeah, many I people. Yeah, a house full of laughter and like good energy and vibes. <laughs> like that's what mm-hmm. I, that's what I want. And to close, I guess, um, what tips do you have for our audience who are raising or planning to have kids, especially in terms of like raising them within your culture and parenting? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like nowadays with social media, there's just so much expectations on ourselves and for other people. And I, I just say, like, just chill. <laughs> like, no one really knows. If you think about it, like, I talked I talk to my husband about this. I'm like, our parents were in their early 20s when they had us. Like, that's crazy. Like, they were just children, too. That they didn't know what they were doing. And, you know, here we are. We're fine. And we turned out okay. So I think the biggest message I have for parents or future parents are to just have a little grace on yourself there's so much grace in parenting and you know as long as you're not like completely traumatizing your child they'll be okay like you Mm -hmm. know I've -hmm. I've had crazy a crazy upbringing and like I feel like I'm pretty happy with 
um, my childhood still and how I turned out. And I think my husband could say the same. So um, yeah, kids are resilient and they're a lot smarter than you think they are to give you, give them credit for. So um, yeah, I think that's just um, my advice to people like don't overthink a lot of the little things or what people tell you you should do. Do what you think is right and you know don't sweat the little stuff because you know there's so many things and factors out there that can that can be of like a uncontrollable variable but as long as your love and your foundation is consistent in your household that your child will really flourish and like you don't really have to worry about them as long as you build that foundation for them they can take on the Mm -hmm. world Oh, yeah. That's so wholesome. <laughs> that is the theme. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and sharing your story. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've learned a lot actually. Um, even though I am not a parent or like anywhere close yet. to that <laughs> yet. Okay. But yeah. Um, do you want to like tell our audience your social media handle where they can find you as well? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Mom Whack. So I don't know. Like, I don't know why I came up with that because I'm just a wacky person. I just, <laughs> people are, I think all my friends are still like so shocked that I'm a mother because I don't act like one. I'm not, I'm not your typical mom, you know? I'm just really goofy and just, you know, I don't know. Do, weird things like make a dim sum cart for my child (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm doing that though I'm gonna do that in the future (laughs) yeah so yeah that's my handle and it started off like kind of a uh more not depressing but like a sad journey in the beginning it was a little bit rocky and then now it's more like fun content of Liam growing up and like we kind of passed all the barriers that were like kind of crazy back in the day and um Mm -hmm. now it's just you know spreading love spreading joy and just making people laugh and lighten up (laughs) yes yeah I love seeing the content well sorry for the naked naked photos of my husband in advance if you guys are gonna follow (laughs) that's just a small disclaimer there may be one or two but but uh story posts or whatever you call it once in a while Mm -hmm. Uh, keeps people on their toes <laughs> <laughs> yes well yeah that is it for this episode then thank you so much again this was thank so you. fun and nice thank you guys that was so fun Yay.